0: Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
2: Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, welcome on back. Want to remind you about our title sponsor. Big thanks to them. Big O Tires, winter tires starting at only forty nine ninety five. Only at Big O Tires with no credit needed financing available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Jumping out to the zone phone, joining us now, former BYU quarterback. He joins us every Monday. He is Tanner Mangum. What's going on, Tanner? What's up, guys? How we doing? Hey, we are we are doing terrifically well. We have a lot to get to uh, with you today. But let's start off with uh, your impressions of the game against North Alabama. It certainly wasn't competitive. We didn't expect it to be. But regardless of that, how did you think the Cougs played?
3: I mean, it reminded me a lot of the 2015 game against Wagner, where at just every position, North Alabama was simply outmatched. And that's kind of what we expected going into it. We knew it wouldn't be close. But, again, you have to give props to BYU for obliterating them the way that they should have, just to show that they are the superior team. They didn't play down to their level at all and uh, went in there and, and took care of business. I thought Zach was uh, was efficient, uh, only played one half, but that's all he needed to. Needed to. Um, and I, you can just kind of look at it, in a, in a way, as an extra practice, an extra tune-up uh, to, uh, to to their games in, in, in the near future. But... Um, you know, overall, nothing, nothing too too noteworthy or newsworthy. But went in there and took care of business, so you can't ask for much more than that.
4: Tanner, of all the things you're seeing out of BYU this year, what stands out to you as being most impressive?
3: I mean, it's, it's, it's multiple things. I, I would say one, it's the offensive offensive efficiency, and two, it's the defensive uh, dominance. Um, uh, I think. Coming into the season, the defense was a big question mark for me, but they've really displayed a, a level of dominance that, uh, that that we haven't seen from a BYU defense in a while. And and some might say that they might be uh, tested more had, had they had a tougher strength of schedule. But that being said, this, this is a pretty veteran crew. A lot of returning starters, even guys that I played with back you know a few years ago, who are who are now seniors. Uh, they they just look like they're more experienced, um, less less mental mistakes, less blown coverages. Um, you know, really have been uh, fundamentally sound. I think the defensive line has been uh, spectacular. I think that the secondary has been has improved. Uh, that's always been a weakness in BYU defenses, but I think this year they've they've done a, a really good job. I think Kalani and Elijah Tuiaki together have kind of fi- found their their groove. Uh, when it comes to play calling, mixing things up, mixing up different coverages, different blitz packages, and I think it's, uh, it's paying off for the defense. Now, going to the offensive side of the ball, I, I said efficiency. I mean, the way they've been able to balance between uh, the run and the pass, finding success in both aspects has been, has been huge. The offensive line has been incredible. Uh, Zach has hardly been touched, I feel like, all year long, and the receivers are making plays. So it's um, it's I think oh, they're firing in all cylinders right now, and um, it's good to see for Cougar fans just because it hasn't been that way in years past. So to have this type of efficiency on the offense and dominance on the defense is is great to see.
2: The controversy today involving BYU, of course, uh, possibly scheduling Washington. Bruce Feldman had a tweet about it uh, reporting last night that BYU was waiting uh, until uh, Tuesday and the playoff rankings were released. Um, Tom Homo released a statement this morning indicating it's probably a little more nuanced and there are several reasons possibly. There's a rumor now about uh, the BYU-San Diego State game being moved to this week. Uh, That's coming out of San Diego. Let me just put it simply, Tanner. Is BYU in Washington?
3: <laughs> That's a, that you're putting it straight. I, I, I don't know the details, but from what I'm seeing, from what I'm reading, and the research I've tried to do, is that it is nuanced. There's, there's, there are certain stipulations that Washington is putting out there that is putting BYU in a tough spot. Uh, I think particularly making them commit uh, while giving the caveat that Washington might back out if a Pac-12 opponent becomes available. So in a way, Washington doesn't want to guarantee the game, and so they're not committing, but then they're getting mad at BYU for not committing, and so there's kind of some irony there. So I, I just think both sides need to be able to find an agreement that benefits both teams. I think it would be amazing if, if BYU and Washington could make it work, but I wouldn't want BYU to commit the money, the, the – uh, the resources, everything that goes into a game, just, just to have it then taken away from them at the last second. Um, but, but if, if, if it can work, I think it would be good, be good for both teams. And I think what's frustrating too, is that the back 12 maybe isn't honoring their initial commitment uh, from the beginning of the year when they were initially on the schedule. and now that they're playing games, it would be nice if they could just you know find a way to schedule it. And similar to to what Boise State did, they were scheduled. Then they had to postpone, but then once they started playing, they made it uh, made it happen. And so it, I think it would be great for BYU, help their strength the schedule. Also, would give Pac-12 games. I think um, you know there's an argument going around about you know who needs this game more. I think both teams need it, and I think at the end of the day, um, uh, both teams would benefit from having this matchup.
4: Tanner, you gave us a rundown earlier on all the different areas of BYU football that seem to be prospering right now. Uh, talk to us about how, how how nice is it for a quarterback to have an offensive line like Zach Wilson is enjoying uh, playing behind uh, this season? I mean, that must you keep talking about how much confidence he's playing with right now? I mean, that's got to that's got to boost him in a
3: big way. Oh, 100%. I, it's invaluable. I mean, Brady Christensen right now is is uh, rated by Power Football Focus, which, you know, it, it has its own flaws uh, in, its, in its rating. But he, even then, it, it has him rated as the, the number one tackle in the country and then almost the highest rating ever that they've given on a player. I mean, he's just playing, in, in a way, perfect football, executing – uh, all of his assignments, and, and, uh, and really protecting Zach back there. And, and across the board, the whole line is giving Zach all kinds of time. He's rarely rushed. He's rarely pressured, rarely hurried, hurried or knocked down. And, and then in the run game, uh, the holes are open. The running game is working. And so the combination of good protection and a working running game is huge for a quarterback's confidence. If, if you have a defense, that's pitting their ears back and creating pressure anytime they want and limiting the, the, the number of seconds that you have to process and make your reads downfield, it's, it's so difficult and so tough to, to manage. But when you have time to sit back in the pocket, to let things develop, to let guys get open, you, just, you, you, you feel so much more confident, so much more at ease, and you can just kind of let the game come to you as opposed to feeling like you have to force it. There's nothing worse than a press, that a team that's creating pressure and also covering guys downfield, and you feel like you have nothing open, nothing to work with. That's that's tough as a quarterback, and you're seeing Zach just just have um, have all kinds of time, and and it's great to see the development of this line. Uh, i I mentioned it before, but I mean these many of these linemen I played with back in 2018, and I hear they are veterans, just bigger, stronger, smarter, overall better scheme, and and just. Um, you, you can see it's 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 uh it's mutually beneficial for the for the run game, for the pass game, everyone's benefiting from it, and um, and I, I think Zach is definitely appreciative and grateful for all the time that he's getting back there.
2: Tanner, I'm not sure uh, if you sat down or stayed up late enough to watch that Utah game, but if you did, I'd be curious to your take uh, what you saw from the quarterback position from the Utes this
3: weekend. It was not uh, uh, how do I put this. Not what Utah fans are were expecting or hoping for when they got these two transfers from uh, Cam Rising and Jake Bentley, both from big time programs, Texas, uh, South Carolina, SEC. Jake Bentley, tons of experience, but um, it just it is it, it looks sloppy and, and to be and I think to be frank, as is not only just not only has to do with the with their play but the overall scheme. I don't think it um, uh, is just I don't know if it. Puts their puts their players in the best positions to succeed. I mean, this team has talent. I mean, Utah always has talent. They they recruit well. They get good players, but can they put the scheme and the system in place to allow these players to 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 uh, to really succeed? And I I didn't see it. I know it's the first game of of their season. I think they showed a little bit of rust and just. Trying to get things to click, trying to find their rhythm. Obviously, USC has this is the, this was their third game, so they have a little bit uh, of more experience under their belt, able to work out some of those kinks. Whereas Utah was just just finally getting uh, putting a product out there on the field for the first time. But I'll be interested to see how they adjust and how they um, how they move forward because what I saw from Cam Rising, granted, while it was a small sample size, didn't necessarily. Um, uh, blow me away and same with Jake Bentley I, I thought there was a lot um, I guess left a lot out there for the imagination just, just wanted, to, wanted to see a little bit more um, but they, they got to get things figured out but I think more than that it was the defense that I was, wasn't as impressed with typically Utah is dominant on the defense that's what they're known for and while they did have a defensive touchdown which, which I did tweet about gives me PTSD to this day watching Utah score defensive touchdowns Overall, they just weren't quite as dominant. Um, And I know the offense, Utah's offense, did give USC some short fields, but it wasn't a typical, uh, overpowering, pressure creating defense that Utah uh, traditionally has.
4: When you think, Tanner, about the age of the players who were on the field with Utah having so many freshmen and sophomores playing in that game how much progress can will these sort be expected for these players to make as they grow into their roles a little bit
3: oh they'll absolutely grow and that, I think that's one of the, one of the reasons why they didn't have that type of rhythm they didn't have that uh, that type of uh, chemistry Still a lot of yeah to your point a lot of these guys are young uh, they lost a lot of key players from last year and now uh, the new guys are having to step up and fill in those roles and and, uh, and and they'll, they'll get up to speed, and programs go go through this. They go through lulls in, in the recruiting process where you, you have a lot of an influx of of young players, or you have uh, one year you have a lot of upperclassmen, and then they all go they all graduate, and you have to you have to refill. And I, I think this might be one of those years for Utah where they got to get these young young underclassmen up to speed. Um, obviously, very talented but uh, need, need to find that rhythm and find that chemistry to really uh, to be as successful as they want to be.
2: Last thing for me, Tanner, a non-sports-related uh, question, but with Thanksgiving this week, uh, it, it popped into my mind. Uh, I heard somebody once say there are two types of people on this planet, those that love their in-laws and those that don't. Where, What, what camp do you fall into there? <laughs>
3: that's, that's a great question, Jake, and um, I, I'm being 100% honest with this that I, I I fall in the camp that I do love my in-laws and, and no <laughs> no family is perfect obviously we know this every family has their quirks but I am extremely grateful for my in-laws and, and the uh the love and support and generosity that they've given to me and uh, I would be remiss if I didn't say how much I appreciate them this Thanksgiving
4: Right, now, nah, Jake, were you, just checking, were, you, all. were you expecting a different answer? I, <laughs> no, I mean, is no. that what you were
2: fishing for? <laughs> no. I just like painting Tanner into awkward positions, that all, that's all. And I appreciate <laughs> you, his willingness it. to. <laughs> thank you, Tanner. Hey, hey, we, we do love having you on. And, and a happy Thanksgiving to you and your family.
3: We appreciate it, man. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. always enjoy coming on. And happy Thanksgiving to you and your family.
2: All right. Thanks, Tanner. Sorry, Gordon. I'm am just teasing. You know that, right? I uh, uh, you you're a lucky one with that. Uh, well, with all your your uh, your sons-in-law.
4: Yeah, I I I have no complaints whatsoever. And uh,
2: I'm responsible and for one of
4: those son in laws in a weird way. Uh, you uh, were encouraging uh, said future son-in-law to actually uh, gather up the uh, fortitude to move move forward uh, in that regard.
2: Exactly, and I love it that Kevin always used to try and take credit, even though he wasn't even there.
5: Uh, in, in until he wasn't later. there. But,
2: well, he he did the he wasn't there like at the table having the conversation. He was doing the like show, but he wasn't <laughs> uh, he wasn't there.
4: Well, wait, I'm I'm confused now. Where were you?
2: No, we were all at well, it was the old TGI Fridays for yeah. a Utah pre and post game show, and right. Eric, your son-in-law, but, was but, a tech. But, Right. Now, Eric and I were sitting at a table. I don't even right. uh, remember if, where Kevin was at the oh, time. Oh, really? So Kevin in...
4: I see, cause Kevin always convinced me that he, did, that he was encouraging uh, Eric to, uh, to, to get going. Let's yeah, see. he wasn't even part of the conversation. He, see, he can't
2: even give you the details, <laughs> get going a little bit. I'll tell you exactly how it happened. <laughs> so I owe you the great pleasure. That's what I'm saying. That is what I'm saying. But Eric is a great guy. And that's why I say here. Mm-hmm. You're, you're lucky in the sun in law department there, Gordo. Have, uh, been, uh, have been, yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, we're live here. RGS Exteriors and Construction. Our friend Tim jumping on with us once again. Call them 801-280-3110, 801 280 three, one, one, zero. And Tim, have you noticed it that, that people uh, throughout this pandemic are, are kind of putting a little more focus on their
6: house? No, it's, it's been huge. It's been unreal. Actually. People are a lot of reasons, right? When uh, the lockdown, you have nothing else better to do that look at your house. So you're like, Oh man, I got to get that done. But more and more people are working from home. You know, people that went into the office every day are now working from home. And so, you know, it's, it's a big deal. People want their home to look nice and, and uh, they spend a lot more time.
2: Well, and it's, uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the show, but it's, you know, it's an easy way to up the value of your home as well. You you put in an investment and it really can come
6: right back to you. uh, A hundred percent. Doing exteriors on your home, it's uh, particularly James Hardy siding. In fact, Qualified Remodeler Magazine does a really good cost value. Every year they, They basically put, like, if you put this on your home, how much value are you getting back? And James Hardy is one of the number one things every year, hands down. Uh, It used to be kitchens. Kitchens were always the number one. Yeah, i would heard that. Always was. Believe it or not, home exteriors has now surpassed that. Wow. And so, you know, that's kind of where we come in, is we want to come in and be a consultative-based company, look at it, and and try to design what's going to be best for you and and the homeowner, whether it's the husband or the wife, whoever it is that, that has their thoughts and desires. We want to make sure that we're aligned and... We design a good product and, and something that's going to look really nice, but also it's going to be the most cost effective for both parties and and sit down and kind of make a plan.
2: And do it right, by the way, which is something we talked about before. Get it done the first time correctly. Do it,
6: do it right. So, so many homeowners just try to go with maybe the cheapest bid or somebody that can get there the quickest or whatever it is, but they don't take all the factors into it. Sometimes it's worth it to wait a little bit and to pay a little bit more to have it done right and only have to do it once and our whole philosophy is is let's do it right let's do it right the first time so we don't have to do it again and and if we do it right that your your home is going to last for 30 years you know the exterior is your home and so let's just make it and be the last expense you have on your home i i,
2: I could not even imagine how aggravating that'd be to to invest in your home only to have it not done correctly well, it's, it's got to be i mean <laughs> it's
6: it's been terrible we've been involved in, in several projects where homeowners went with maybe the cheaper bid or something right. could get their quicker than us and and it's causing problems and they call us later on um in fact i actually got a phone call today even one Uh, of that exact same thing today is hey they went with somebody else they're a little cheaper says hey they can't do what they said they would do can you help me out so we get those on a daily basis and so let's our whole thing is let's talk about it let's let's make a plan let's be honest let's be up front let's give you a realistic time frame that's the other thing that we haven't talked about if anybody tells you they can be there in two three weeks run yeah, they're it's, not. it's not even feasible with with COVID. Has changed so many things, and the backlogs and products, and I mean, we, we've got some stone that we can't even get for ten weeks. It depends wow. on the options, and so uh, these realistic timeframes have got to be discussed with homeowners and, and put a realistic time frame, and then make a plan and go with it.
2: All right, here's the number to call. Find out what they can do for you. 801-280-3110. 801-280-3110. Thanks, Tim. Okay, thanks, guys. All right, sounds of various clips, also known as Drop of the Day, coming up next, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone.
4: If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? these well,
1: train, sound, and the
2: It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Uh, Not that we're going to get into this, but I honestly have no idea what my reaction to that situation would be that we talked about there during the break. That would be a rough
4: one. You know, if our listeners could hear the breaks, I think they would really be entertained. And we'd probably be in trouble. I don't know if we'd get in trouble for that one per se, but no, not really. It's just kind of a sensitive,
1: private topic. Know, there were some uh, heavy accusations in that uh, segment. I don't know. Uh, off air. Eight zero
2: one two eight zero three one one zero. That's the, the number mailman. to call. we at RGS Exteriors, <laughs> the gardener and construction. Yeah, the pool boy. <laughs> uh come give them a call find out what they can do for you uh rgs exteriors in construction all right gordon you ready for sounds of various clips i have never been readier okay um <laughs> also known as drop of the day uh so is ready or you know, even a word i don't, I don't think I don't, that's in, in the more, ap style it, book is, yeah. is,
4: is it more ready yeah. Uh, yeah. i don't i don't I prefer think heard... readier
2: I don't think I've heard right readier, but but you're I'm the writer, not me.
1: Of all three of us.
4: Look that me. up. We uh, said, no. I going to know. I wanna is it readier? Rediest? There's no chance that's a word. You never know. Here, I'm gonna do it right now. I, I, I check on this. How are you spelling that? I've always ready-er. Googled R E A D I E R. Yeah, it is a word. No, it's not. In a suitable state for an activity, action that's or for ready. situation.
1: Readier. I'm looking at it on Google. It's it says that that is for ready. Comparative adjective readier. Well, yeah, but it's a word. I don't know. It's on the internet. It must be true.
4: Well, let's see here. You would say I am readier than ever. Also, it's easier, angrier, and funnier. All right. There was some, some kind of rule to do this, is like Monson Word of the Day. There is, which was so popular back uh-huh. in the day. Remember that? There is so, some kind of rule to do with the number of syllables, shorter words, and in i e r or e r in the eh, comparative. words don't change. <laughs> I, it, don't I don't know. I, 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 I,
2: I, I don't know if we could have a conversation that would be dumber.
4: <laughs> oh, I'll bet we could give it a shot. <laughs> oh, we've we've blown past that many
1: times. What are you uh, talking about? Probably true. You can't triple uh, stamp a double stamp.
2: I'm really uh I'm really excited for the sounds of various clips though. And and right, Austin was right. inspired because we played uh Aud famous uh situational punting <laughs> for Tom Hackett, who yeah, I believe uh, got a got a big kick out of that. Uh this is uh, a Ajay. big kick. But- big kick. Didn't even come mean to on. Do that. Did you do that on purpose? No, I did not. Uh, but uh, Ajay, he used to work, uh, do some producing and teching here uh, for the Zone Sports Network. He still works for us, although not as much. He still does the Utah State stuff for us. Um, he, he, he was the one who famously jumped, uh, jumped in to host the Matt Wells Coaches Show for Scotty, and I'm sure we'll get a taste of that here, and uh, also did some, some impromptu experimental sideline work for the Utah State broadcast. I'm guessing we'll hear that here too, but Austin has put, put something together that we like to call the best of AJ
1: what about punting i mean how i mean how in punting how is there we just see the guy kick the ball
5: what details go into punting in situational football <laughs>
0: i don't even know where we're at we're talking about punting let's go on to something else
5: they're running a prom- promotion and a young lady was down on the field and her hair was whipping around a little go- a little bit you wonder if the wind is starting to kick in a little bit ajay if you're down on the field do we have much of a wind at all down there on the field yeah uh Actually, it's kind of getting cold over here. I'm kind of glad I wore a long sleeve on this field. Nobody cares about that, Aj. We want to know about the wind. Okay, well, wind's blowing east. Uh, and, yeah, it, there is a, definitely a
0: wind. Remember
5: how every Thursday is store All right. down on the side 46 left to go here in the second
0: quarter hey, i don't want aj to get cold down there scott maybe we could have him do some wind sprints or something to warm him up a 40-yard dash yes, yes. that 5-7 speed
5: aj see that yeah that on off button let's turn that off shall we 2.46 left to go here in the second quarter we're all square at 14 apiece
1: Aja knows. What about punting? What Utah State fans want to know about. How in punting, how is there, we just see the guy kick the ball. Punting. What details go into punting in situational football?
0: And the complexities surrounding it.
5: What was that?
2: Uh, oh, that was amazing. That was amazing. I'm so glad you, you played the whole uh, long sleeve bit because you got to love Ajay trying to bully his way back onto the broadcast. And talk about the 40-yard dash <laughs> And Scotty, you see Turned that your on off? off switch there? Let's turn that off.
4: <laughs> then, you know, Scotty, for being a nice guy, he, he, is got, he, can, he can slice you up pretty good.
5: Ajay, you see that, yeah, that on off button? Let's turn that off, shall we? That
4: <laughs> <laughs> is. <laughs> Nobody that cares, about that, Ajay. <laughs> Nobody cares about that, OJ. Pretty condescending there, wasn't it? Uh,
1: He'll cut you good, that Scotty G.
2: Well, Scotty yeah. was asking about the wind. I don't blame Scotty one bit. He was
4: asking well, about
2: the yeah, wind. and, and Ajay's,
4: Ajay's talking about wearing a, a long sleeve because he's <laughs> no. cold. No, I'm going to stick up for for OJ there because he, he was answering the question by saying how cold it was. The wind. He's starting to kick in a little bit. the
5: we have much of a wind oh, at all down there on the field? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Actually, it's kind of getting cold over here. I'm kind of glad I wore a long sleeve on this field.
5: Nobody cares about that, Ajay. We want to know about the wind.
2: <laughs> of course, no. you, who, who defends no, everybody for no. being cold? Because you're no. always cold. Is gonna it, it, listen to the question. He said, "Tell us about the wind." And yeah, by the way, the wind.
4: <laughs> the wind is. It's relevant to talk about how cold it is because the wind is what's making
5: it so cold. We have much but, of a wind at all down there on the field? Yeah. Uh, actually, it's kind of getting
1: cold over here. I'm kind of glad I wore a long sleeve on this field. Nobody
5: no. cares about that, Ajay. <laughs> no, the
2: cold doesn't matter, Gordon. The the team is moving in for a field goal position. The the relevance <laughs> is is the wind going to affect the kick? Oh, Jake, can... see that?
5: Yeah, that on off button. let will <laughs> turn that off, shall we?
2: Can't believe you're defending him on that. And plus, Scotty's question
4: was, "Tell us about <laughs> the wind." <laughs> so the wind was in conjunction with the field goal attempt.
2: Yes, because the sideline reporter is ta- is supposed to talk about stuff that has to do with the game. I know, but I, 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 so ha- I thought it might
4: have. I thought it might have happened uh, at a point in time when. Well, you know that was important to. Uh, it, you
1: no, know. m- it's my understanding that the behind-the-scenes facts here is that they were testing the they were the sideline mic to make sure that when they had Coach Wells at halftime it would work, and so uh. they designed devised this plan off air with the three of them that we'll go down and ask AJ about the wind, and then he'll see if the mic works. Great, if it doesn't, we'll know we need to work on it. Okay. And AJ took that moment. To make him make himself a star.
2: <laughs> now it's my time to shine. I've Rather than cool.
1: yes, it's windy. Back to you. Yes, okay. Wind yeah.
2: coming out of the east, and it was the end of the first <laughs> half, and they're moving into field goal range. I'm sure glad. If it I'm had to do with the field seat.
4: goal, then I, then I understand what you're. Saying. Uh, actually, it's kind of getting cold over here. I'm kind of glad I wore a long sleeve on this field.
2: Nobody
5: cares about that, Aj. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you think you think some Utah State Aggie fan was like, "Oh, sure, glad Aj's warm."
5: No. That's what I
4: really
2: needed no,
4: to know. He was playing that as it pertains to the conditions on the field.
2: No, he Ugh. was talking about himself. In fact, right down to the point of mentioning a long sleeve. What? <laughs> <laughs> like even if you were gonna say, you know, it's quite cold down here, Scotty, with the wind chill, it's it's quite chilly. No, we talked about wearing a sweatshirt.
1: That Which reminds me, maybe we should play this tomorrow for drop of the day, but the Utah State fan that went to the basketball coach's show oh, just yeah. to ask the coach if he could do anything about the temperature inside Smith Spectrum.
2: In his section. In his specific section.
4: We all wear coats because it's so cold. Yeah, because that thing's blowing down on
2: us. <laughs> Uh, no one right cares though. about that fan. That, Austin's totally right, though. That coach- oh, Jay, see
5: that, yeah, that on-off button? I'll turn that off. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that fan went to that coach's <laughs> show for that specific reason to ask about uh, why it's so cold in his section.
1: Uh, and Tim Derrier gave a four-minute answer. It was very in-depth and very caring. And then the guy just, all he responded with was, well, I'm freezing up there if you could do something about that. That'd yeah, because...
2: Because Tim thought he was asking, like, when you go to different gyms, are they at different it. temperatures or whatever? You, well, yeah, let's just play I'll it. I it. I'll find it. I'll Can find it. Can you find it?
4: Uh, oh, yeah. man. I think mean, yeah, but you got to understand, if you're a fan and you're sitting under uh, something that's blowing cold wind on you for the whole game, uh, you know, he, why not go straight to the top to get it fixed? That's what he did. <laughs> really? But you think you think Tim Duryea, the, uh, the head coach, basketball coach, busies himself with the air conditioning habits <laughs> of, of the well, spectrum? Well, he might if his if his players are getting you know a little chilly down on the floor.
1: All right. That's. I, I think the question was: Is there an ideal temperature, coach? That uh, that it should be, and I've, I've got it up here if you, if you okay, want. Okay, let's to. play it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's loading. Actually, no one cares loading. about that, Austin. Loading,
2: loading. Uh, yeah, but uh, listen here for, for Durier's answer, which is actually very insightful. I mean, it's not a question I guess I've pondered all that often, but you wonder, right? Uh, if, uh, it, you know, uh, if the Jazz were a, a better cold temperature team, would they freeze the other team out?
4: Uh, it, it, no.
1: <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, it's two and a half minutes. That's why it took so long oh, to load. So, I'm ready, though. Let's play all right. Okay.
3: Coach, I'm going to ask the dumbest question ever asked of a head coach. <laughs> and that is, what is the temperature
0: on the playing floor? What does it have to be? Uh, today in practice, it was about uh, 62 degrees. But um, there is not a, a minimum temperature that an arena or a a basketball facility has to be, um, you know, it varies a lot, really. And, and, you know, we played at uh, Portland State in the old Memorial Coliseum when we were in Portland where the Blazers used to play. Well, now it's a hockey arena. And so it was really cold in there. Uh, And the the, the coolness comes up through the floor. You can feel it on your feet. And um, uh, very drafty. You know, the spectrum, and then we went to Valpo, right after that and it was really really warm in that yeah. gym uh very warm if you remember that yep. Scott and and so it's a basketball i know it's an indoor sport but it's kind of a hodgepodge what you get depending on size of arena size of crowd um, y- different uses for the arena but uh, as a basketball player you always want it uh, you always want it really warm or I did when I was a player anyway but you know we went to Uruguay this summer to recruit Spencer and I did and they were playing the America Cup uh, which the United States ended up winning and that arena and it's it's winter in Uruguay right or, or it was when we went there and uh, that arena was as cold as as you could possibly. I mean, they they had the doors were open, and it was cold outside, and all the fans looked like they were at a football game, dressed turtlenecks, coats, everything else, and and we were playing basketball, and and, uh, so it's... It varies no matter where you go it's probably doesn't vary as much at the NBA level where everything's a little more um, you know homogenized yeah. I guess is the word but in 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 college you get all you know you get all kinds if you want to be cold, come to section Q Section Q <laughs> yeah, and uh, get- we will uh, let you have one of our
3: coats that we bring because it's colder up there than it was at any football
4: game <laughs> this year. <laughs> <You're-> <laughs> Now, you laugh not out at that to
5: section Q I, you,
4: you laugh at that, but i found I found his answer quite interesting because the, different arenas do have different temperatures, and uh if you, most basketball players like to be able to sweat, they don't want to feel cold when they're shooting shots and stuff. okay, you know? but you're they,
2: ignoring the fact that the guy went there to complain about how cold he is in his seat. He wasn't yeah, even asking he, the question that Tim answered, which I agree, Tim Tim's answer, fairly interesting. Not what the guy was asking.
4: Uh, yeah, true, true.
5: If you want to be cold, come to section
3: <laughs> Q, because it's colder up there than it was at any football game this year.
1: Yeah, uh, actually, it's kind of getting cold over here. I'm kind of glad I wore a long sleeve on this field.
5: Nobody cares about that, AJ. We want to know about the win.
2: Well, Ajay better not go up to section Q, because I don't know if that, that long sleeve is going to cut it up there. I hear it's chilly.
4: I'm telling you right now, Jake, if I ever say anything to you and you say to me back, nobody cares about that. <laughs> I'm going to punch you right in the mouth.
1: And, and I'm, I want him to say, see yeah. that off button? <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> oh, nobody cares I about to- that, Jake. I have said something
2: similar to you in the past, but it was about nothing important. Uh, it was uh, Why would anybody the... possibly care about this. Yeah, but that wasn't yeah. about a, you know, uh, a legit take. That was about a not sports report where, where your story selection is flawed at
1: times.
4: Wait wait a second. That's the whole purpose of the not sports report. And you're right. You did say that. <laughs> I did say, it says I did here say Jake, that.
1: You can send your ashes to Mars if you pay three thousand. That was a hell
4: of an interesting story. You don't even remember who it was. Some guy named was.
1: Fred in, from his uh, El Camino yeah. in the alley.
4: Look, you didn't. Uh, you and I weren't in the same room when you said that. Because <laughs> if <laughs> we had been, you would have gotten popped. But, but
2: it's usually about. Uh, I said that when you brought up some story about like, well, the 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 Jane Peterson and uh, Robert uh, 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 Bullo were were married in Dayton, Ohio this weekend. <laughs> That, that's the story. That's not the it's, that was it's not tuning, a story. It's, it's Would you tuning, want to be Jake, married and dating Jake?
4: It's it's <laughs> newsworthy. I mean, that, that's news. That which is <laughs> extraordinary. Were they get Were they getting married or were they dating?
1: And there it is.
2: Oh, and, okay. That's enough for this segment. <laughs> we'll
4: have more it coming up
2: next. Nobody State cares Duke. about that,
1: Gordon. Nine seven five
2: and twelve eighty the zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and twelve eighty, the zone live from RGS Exteriors and Construction. Call them today 801-280-3110. two eight zero three one one zero. We'll get to Tim here momentarily. Gordon, I I, I told you I I don't know if I've changed my opinion on Derek Favors and that move as much as I, I I've given it some more thought. Uh, can I share and you can you can uh, nitpick?
4: Yeah, please tell me that you agree with me now.
2: Uh, I don't Cause know because I, I, I was you.
4: right the first time. Well, I That's far
2: from true. Uh, but what do you mean
4: is far from true?
2: What's, so here, wow, it's not true. Here's the thing: paying ten million dollars for your backup center is madness. Paying uh, and he and Rudy absolutely overlap. The, those are the problems that I have with the deal. All right, Derek, the person, Derek, the player. They're they're great. I've got no issue with that. I don't like duplication. I don't think it works in the starting lineup with those two. I stay firm on those opinions. But Austin brought, brought up something on Friday that I think is more valuable than I gave it credit, and that's his connection with Joe Ingles. So if if Derek and Joe can reestablish that connection, that could mean that Joe could move to the bench, and it makes that bench unit that more Uh, much more effective because we forget that Joe disappeared a little bit throughout this uh, past season because I think his role was mm, uh, uh, cloudy. I think he was asked to do some different things based on what lineup he was in and who else was healthy on the team. So this, I think, will improve Joe Ingles' game. And so from that angle, I'm thinking that if Derek can improve Joe – then you're kind of not only getting Derek Favors on your squad, but you're getting a little more of Joe Ingles. And if Joe was a little bent about coming off the bench, I think this will will soften that as well. So you can go ahead and have Joe Ingles be your backup point guard, and he has a really effective teammate to come in and impact the game with the second unit. And I I think that's a bigger deal than than I let on. And it does give them uh, insurance. Uh, while they're rego- uh, negotiating with Rudy Gobert, which is also something that I didn't really get to on Friday. So for those two reasons, I like the signing a little bit more than I did on Friday. Not that I was completely down on it or said there was a mistake, but I I'm, I'm am i like it a little more now today than I did on Friday.
4: While well, Austin made a fine point, which I think is true. And the Jazz are smart enough to be aware of that. And that is part of it. It's not the only part of it. It doesn't have to be all one or the other, Jake. I think the addition of Derek Favors adds a blend of things to the Jazz that they didn't have last year when in his absence. And, you know, maybe they will spend more time on the floor, you know, uh, uh, separate than they will on the floor together. I think there will be times when they are on the floor together, and then the times when they're not, there's there's just more flexibility added to what the Jazz can do not only that but the when when Derek Favors was here the first time the Jazz didn't have as many good shooters and now they do have more shooters so he may be more effective on the floor along with Rudy because Ricky Rubio isn't running the offense and so that might make it more tenable for the two bigs to be on the court at the same time and it adds flexibility all the way around. Not to mention the defensive advantages. When Derek Favors was in the lineup, was on the team, the Jazz were the second-rated team in the in the NBA in defense. Last year they were thirteenth. That's that's a considerable difference. And while Derek wasn't all of the reason for that, it was he was a good part of it.
2: Yeah, because the defense didn't fall off the planet the second that Rudy took a step off the floor. Right. Uh, and I, and, I don't and, think. Well, I don't think we'll see them play very much together. And the only reason they played together the last time is because Derek got a token four minutes at the beginning of each half. I don't know if they're going to bother with that.
4: Four minutes? That's eight minutes. That's not token.
2: Four minutes a half. That's pretty eight, token. Eight,
4: well, no. But then he played later. But still, eight minutes when they're on the floor together in a game. It didn't go that, very well. <laughs> well, well, Dennis Lindsay disagrees with you. Because I, I asked him that question directly, and he disagreed. He thought that they did look good together. Right, so I, and I, Derek I was
2: still on the team at the time, and they still needed to try and make it work. I mean, if it worked that well, why'd they move off it?
4: Well, because they needed the money to get the additional offensive players that they got. Well, well I mean, if it worked so well, why'd they move off of it?
2: Because they needed more offense. That's because they, well, uh, okay, all right. Uh I don't think we'll see I don't think we'll see them play too much together. I don't think we're
4: gonna see Derek. But eight start. minutes is not inconsequential and if you get the benefits of the other times when he is backing up Rudy at the five, then that's all good too, plus the flexibility that we talked about.
2: I don't think eight minutes is a lot. I don't think four minutes each half is a lot. And they definitely
4: didn't close I'm not together sure. back then. So, is that, I mean, is that really it was, the number? Was it was it eight minutes a game they were on the floor together?
2: Approximately, yeah.
4: Uh, what do you mean? I mean, okay. Well, well, I, if you want
2: to, if you want to do the straight math, I I brought this up with you the other day. Hang on, let me bring up Derek's stats for a second. All, um, but it worked out to be right around eight minutes. So, yeah, I,
4: I think it's a, it's a win for the Jazz, especially for the defensive reasons, but the other ones as well. And the Jazz do have more firepower, so they don't have to worry about teams, uh, uh, you know, uh, collapsing because they've got more shooters now than they did when Derek was here the first time. So. Uh, Let's see. I mean, who would you rather have shooting the ball from the perimeter? You want uh, Jay Crowder and uh, Ricky Rubio, or do you want uh, Boyan Bogdanovich and uh, Mike Conley? You know. So let's see here.
2: Well, oh, anyway, all right. I'm getting lost in my stats, but anyway, it was right around it was right around four minutes and a half, and we'll see how much it is. But I, I don't think that's why they made this. I don't think that's why they made this move to have them play together. So we'll find out. Maybe you're right, but I don't think it worked all that well the the
4: first time. Well, we shall see. Uh, again, it's all the things, not just one.
2: All right, uh, joining us now, we're live at RGS Exteriors, 801-280-3110 is the number to call our friend Tim jumping on the show once again. And, Tim, I can't believe we haven't brought this up today. You guys, uh, we talked about the quality work and doing it right the first time. Uh, You you know, people can believe me when I say it because this company has been around for
6: literally generations.
3: generations.
2: And if you didn't do it the right way, my guess is you wouldn't have lasted that long.
3: Well, that's
6: a really good point, uh, Jake, and I appreciate you bringing that up. We, we—I'm the, personally the fourth generation, and my boys are the fifth generation in our family business. So, we've legitimately been uh, doing exteriors on on Utah homes uh, really since about the 20s or 30s with my great uh, grandpa. So.
2: Incredible!
6: Yeah, something we're proud of. We love that that we've been around a long time. You know, we've been able to to be a best of state winner uh, nine times as well, and you know, we're able to do some of the things that uh, affords us. Good customers, Um, and I think the whole reason why we've been around that long is you just take care of your customers, you treat them right, they're going to keep coming back
2: yeah make those relationships and and
6: it's key for us in fact half of our business is uh, from repeat business or word of mouth referrals so uh, no other company can even say remotely that and it's it's a huge thing and it's something we're proud of and we work really really hard for
2: i would guess uh, you know being around so long helps you with uh, and one in particular we'll get to but relationships with with manufacturers and vendors and those sorts of things
6: Uh, as well it's huge and that's part of the reasons why we're one of the elite preferred contractors with james hardy is is because of that but no what you said it's very valid we've We've been the only company in Utah that have literally flown to almost every one of the manufacturer's plants. Uh, my dad and I have gone to, to many, many of them, and nobody else in Utah does that. And we do that on purpose because two reasons. One, so we can go and learn, but, but also the manufacturers literally bring us in there so they can sit down and pick our brains. Um, especially with my dad, with rain gutters, my dad's got more experience with rain gutter than anybody in the country. Um, there's literally no one in the nation that has more rain gutter experience than my, than my father. And so, so it's really, really cool for, for senior and and what he does. And, and so, um, people, you know, they bring him out, they want to pick his brain and and kind of, it's a win-win. So yeah, super cool.
4: Yeah.
2: All right, so call now. Find out what uh, they can do for you, 801-280-3110, 801-280-3110. And anything has to do with the exterior of your home, pretty much you guys do it. We
6: we love to do it. love to take care of the customers and show all the Zone listeners why we're the best.
2: Awesome. 801-280-3110. Tim, thank you very much. Nope. Thanks for coming, guys. We appreciate you as always. Appreciate you. All right, more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to uh, Tim and his crew here at RGS Exteriors and Construction. Uh, They're great. Call. Find out what they can do for you. 801-280-3110. 801-280-3110. What a Monday it was, Gordon. I mean, uh, you know. Jazz max out. Donovan Mitchell. BYU in a scheduling. Uh, you know who knows who on earth they're going to play this weekend if anybody. And uh, we saw the first Ute football game over the weekend. We had we had major storylines all over the place today.
4: Yes, we did. And uh, yeah, Mondays are usually a lot of fun. Uh, for the very reason that there's lots to get to, uh, but, uh, you know, today it was not all good news because we had to deal with the fact that you and I got our NFL picks wrong.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we could have gone without talking about that. Gordon, I think Austin might've forgotten about it.
4: Yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> you want to do he's that cooking, now? He's cooking no. something up as we speak. Uh, it's not going to be pretty. You want to do, wanna we
1: do it t- t- uh, tomorrow? Oh, well, you're on remote. Last time when you owed incriminating Auto Jake, or Audio Jake, you were on remote and didn't really play along too well. I'm not so, on, We're not on remote tomorrow. Uh, no, but today you are. Oh, so yeah, you can't okay. do it right I now is what crazy. I'm saying. Because well, last all right, time. All right, all right. Wait, you're supposed to wash your underwear? At Mark Miller Subaru. Then that was probably, we should have waited until you're in studio. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in in respect for the client, RGS Exteriors and Tim Brown, uh, we'll we'll have you say something embarrassing in studio. All right. Oh, that, you can, that you that got something good.
4: really wicked coming up? Is that, is that I've got can?
1: yours ready, Gordon, and you're going to hate oh. it. Oh, boy, here we go. Jake's a little more uh, tough to make embarrassed, so.
2: By the way, as long as we're talking about remotes and Mark Miller Subaru, uh, promote uh Utah Car Sense remote this weekend, ten oh, yeah. to noon. You're gonna be at Mark Miller Subaru in uh in the Sandy Auto Mall. Southtown Auto Mall, excuse me.
1: The share of the love event. Come on down. All right,
2: Austin Horton and Jeff Miller. All right, uh Gordo, you have yourself a wonderful evening, buddy. I'll catch you tomorrow. All right, look forward to it, Jake. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and twelve eighty of the zone.